Welcome to the Back Ups. Hey, what's up? I'm Tim Bobby Davis. I coach football, and he is... Connor B. Sheckley, and I coach football. It's convenient. It's Coach's podcast. It's a football podcast, probably listened to by mostly coaches. Uh, hey, so we had a really awesome opportunity. This is the 2021 uh, Association of Alaska Football Coaches episode. We, we're doing Virtual Thursday. Uh, welcome to Virtual Thursday, everybody, uh, even though this isn't exactly Thursday, but we'll pretend it is. Um, but we got an opportunity to interview Division I uh, quarterback coach Zach Lujan. Uh, Connor, tell us a little bit about Zach. Well, Zachary um, grew up, yeah, grew up and I, him and I play in uh, middle school together. He was uh, always a quarterback and I was a chubby lineman blocking for him. And then we, uh, it was funny because then a lot of us went to kind of different schools. And so he ended up going to South and I was at West and where I stayed a big chubby lineman my freshman year until you ran out of options and had to come ask someone to play quarterback. And uh, so, yeah, so then Zach and I obviously got a chance to uh, play quarterback uh, against each other. We went and, you know, did some camps uh, in, in high school down in lower 48. And then, yeah, got to compete back and forth. And, you know, and it was luckily we all got to kind of graduate high school with a state championship. And so it was fun to cheer each other on. And now he's on to bigger and better things after dominating his college career as a player. He's now dominating as a coach at South Dakota State. Like you said, quarterback coach, recruiting coordinator, the age of 26, uh, the Division One level uh, for the number one team in the playoffs right now. So big things happening. Super awesome for him to take the time, um, you know, out of his busy playoff mode and uh, talk to us and, and the rest of Alaska coaches uh, about how social media can uh, be helpful. I, I think the super cool thing about Zach is we got to see Zach, you know, and I was a coach at the time. You were his peer. Uh, we got to see him go off to J.C., do great things at Chabot. Chabot? Yep. Chabot Junior College. Chabot, yep. yeah. So he did great things at Chabot. Goes to South Dakota State. And I'll never forget sitting there on a Saturday morning uh, watching Zach Lujan take on Missouri at Missouri. Yeah, I Missouri. Oh, man. That Fearless, was man. That was the thing about Zachary is, is, is he was always going to be more confident uh, in himself than you, know, than you were going to doubt him. You know, I'm pretty sure that was like in his Twitter bio and it just made like total sense. I was like, man, that's Zach to a T and he carries that same mentality as a coach. And, uh, I think he you know, he does a great job of instilling that in his players, man. Like I said, he has a first team all conference, uh, quarterback there. And, and now, and like I said, they won conference. And so Zach's doing a lot of great things. Like I said, it was awesome for him to take the time and, and come help us. Talk so, to for us. Coach, so for the coaches out there listening to this, think about this guy, he's a hyper competitor. So he's going to be talking on social media. So take that from the perspective of like if a hyper competitive individual is taking these viewpoints on how to recruit our kids out of the state, um, he's going to offer you some truth. And so it was really awesome to sit down with Zach. We're going to roll that interview now. We'll be back right after it is over. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is the Backups. I'm Tim Bobby Davis, and I coach football. And he is Connor B. Feckley, and I coach football. That's convenient because this is a football podcast, but it's more than that tonight. It is the opening session of the 2021 Alaska Association of Alaska Football Coaches Clinic. And we have a super cool guest uh, in the house. And we got Zach Lujan, quarterbacks coach, um, South Dakota State. Full disclosure, friend of Connor growing up his whole life. Full disclosure, guy I coached against across the sideline from and uh, have a lot of respect for. So, uh, hey, Zach, welcome to the show, my, my friend. Thanks for having us, Tim. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Good to be here. 
Right on. So today's uh, webinar, podcast, everyone to look at this is we are talking social media uh, and how we as coaches can help our athletes use social media appropriately, navigate it the right way. Um, and Zach, just you have a ton of experience, obviously, as a recruiter at the Division One level. Just tell us some of your experience of using social media and how we can best help kids. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing for, for coaches and kids to understand is, like anything, social media is a tool. So it can be really helpful or really hurtful, depending on how you use it. Uh, most of our interactions with kids nowadays, you know, don't start via email or, or a letter or whatever. It usually starts with a Twitter, you know, DM, Twitter direct message, uh, kind of from that standpoint. So really simply, you know, setting up a profile, I think, is is something that, that a lot of people struggle with that uh, – should be able to, to allow them to be seen by more and more people, you know, just putting their first and last name as their name instead of, uh, you know, some nickname that they might have or whatever it is. Cause you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm going to go on Google, I'm going to search their name and if it pops up great, if I can't find it, well, you know, hopefully I, I, I can try to track them down with the high school coach or something, but that might be the end of the road from that standpoint. Uh, and then just even using the bio to, to, to build upon that, obviously your first and last name is, is on there. But, you know, putting uh, putting your height, weight, putting your position, uh, putting your huddle link, you know, in your bio as, as a direct resource. So uh, it makes it easy for coaches like myself, especially right now, you know, during our spring season to be able to quickly, you know, click on a kid, get all his information and find him from that standpoint and kind of go from there. And I guess kind of building off of that, you know, again, being a, a, a tool that can help you or something that can hurt you, you know, what you put on social media is, is uh, equally as important. You know, we, we actually uh, dropped a kid last year for, you know, he was tweeting out a bunch of videos with, you know, very profane, very suggestive language uh, in them and, uh, you know, kind of some graphic content that he was liking on social media and stuff. And, you know, really for, for us and from a coach's perspective, uh, hopefully we get these kids on campus and to be able to meet them and build a relationship and talk on the phone and all that. But, but that's just going to be a snippet, you know, so how do we build more of a profile on who the individual is? Uh, well, you know, we're going to look on their social media, kind of go through there, reach out to the high school coach, see what information they have, uh, and kind of go from there. But, you know, one thing that I think, uh, kids in particular don't realize that this is my profession, you know, so anybody that we recruit that that's my livelihood that they, that they have to go out and perform and do a good job. Uh, and if not, you know, if there's character issues or whatever else, that's just, uh, one more chance that they might not succeed and that I might be out of job. Uh, so really, you know, trying to do a good job from, from a social media standpoint is, is just, uh, and the biggest thing, you know, I actually had a coach reach out to me last week and ask a similar question. Don't put on anything on social media that you wouldn't want your mom to see or, or your grandmother or your dad or whoever's the, 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 you know, I guess, parental figure in your life, uh, who would enforce something like that. If you don't want them seeing it or, or talking about that or communicating that way, well, shoot, maybe you shouldn't be liking that or whatever, because that's going to be what we as coaches see. Uh, and that's going to be the only information that we have that we can act on. So it can be really positive or it can be really negative. That's one of the things that I heard you say a few times there was talking about likes, not just retweets, um, but actually liking something. I mean, I got to imagine from your seat, that's, that's as much as a, as an endorsement as you get. So what you like got to be careful, right? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they're just buttons at the end of the day. So whether you retweet something or you like it, you're showing your endorsement of it. The fact that you, you support it or uh, have some type of, of thought or feeling that is along those lines. So, 
you know, if it's, uh, uh, you know, talking derogatively towards women or, or racism or, or anything that, that might be construed that way, that's obviously the biggest red flag, but a lot of other things too. And it might sound silly. It might sound dumb. You know, if a kid posts a video and, and mother F mother, this mother F that every other word, you know, our initial thought is, okay, this kid, um, especially where we're at, you know, Brookings, South Dakota, being a small college town, if a kid's knucklehead, he's going to stand out like a sore thumb, you know, that, that kind of stuff, he, he doesn't, uh, this individual, you know, doesn't portray himself the way we want South Dakota state football portrayed. Maybe we should look at somebody else, you know, and, and right, wrong, or otherwise, that's kind of, uh, how quick some of these decisions can happen or, 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 you know, might be the deciding factor in taking one kid versus the other. And, you know, especially, uh, obviously this podcast is going out to, to everybody, but talking specifically to the Alaska high school coaches uh, and being a high school kid from Alaska myself, you're behind the eight ball from that standpoint, just geographically. So you can't do anything else that's going to make it tougher on you when everybody else has, has already a foot up on you, a leg up on you from that standpoint, just starting out. I was going to say, you make a good point about, you know, obviously being up here in Alaska and, and you know, being away from college coaches. What, uh, what would be your advice for high school athletes in the sense of getting down or maybe, you know, like I said, is it the best to get into the state and get into camps and do those kind of things if you can afford it? And if not, what is the next best thing for those guys to do? Again, using social media as a tool during the off season, I think is extremely beneficial. You know, whether that's uh, sending your film out via email or, you know, following a coach and then, and then messaging him your tape saying, hey, coach, I'm so-and-so from South Anchorage High School. Uh, I'm a six-foot, two, 195-pound quarterback. Here's my tape. Let me know your thoughts. Something along those lines. Uh, just as a great way for, for, to, to, to get it on somebody's desk, you know, and then following up with that. If uh, you have a throwing session that you filmed or, or whatever, that's great for social media because that's something really easy that I can see that the world can see that you're broadcasting uh, from that standpoint. Uh, so I think that's, that's a really easy way to go about that. Now, uh, currently we're in a dead period. So that's really the only way we can communicate with, with student athletes is, you know, over zoom phone call, social media, whatever it is. Um, but starting this summer, I do think camps are extremely important to get to uh, and, and kind of going from there. Now, you know, every year when I go back home, I get asked in the summer why I'm not going to the All Alaska camp. One thing that I think is important for coaches to understand, I think the All Alaska camp is extremely beneficial and a great resource for those kids. But Division One schools aren't allowed to go there. Uh, just simply the way the legislation's written, you know, Harbaugh tried to break a few rules a few years ago, so they they kind of cracked down on that. But any type of camp uh, that that has multiple coaches there for exposure is, is unbelievable in terms of getting more sets of eyes on you. So the all Alaska camps, a great example of that, uh, you know, all these quote unquote mega camps across the country are great examples of that. And then if you have communication with the coach and, and, uh, and, you know, some more dialogue, then I think it's important to go to the individual camp, get on campus uh, and kind of go from there. Cause most schools ourselves included uh, you know, we're really hesitant and, and in a lot of cases won't take a commitment unless a kid has been on campus so he can get to the feel for the atmosphere and environment and everything here. That's, dude, that's awesome. I, I got to follow up really quick on the film question. So something you said that stuck out, you said it like a throwing session or something, having that on film. Um, is this something you recommend for kids to go out and not being, you know, we're talking quarterbacks and obviously Connor and I talk quarterbacks quite a bit, but all positions, doing some type of, of movement through 
sports specific activity, whether it's a receiver breaking, running breaks and routes and all that stuff. Is that something that they should throw up on uh, maybe a separate huddle or put it on their huddle highlights? How would you recommend that? Yeah. Whether that's on their, their huddle page and it's just another tab, you know, uh, um, off season session or whatever it is, or really, you know, again, talking social media, uh, putting a few clips together and then throwing it up on there, I think is, is an awesome way, you know, to again, get, get exposure and, and kind of go from there. Again, anybody that we're actively recruiting, you know, we'll see what they put up there to see if there's anything that stands out, but kind of like, you know, when we talk about pro day stuff and everything, uh, unless it's a huge outlier one way or the other, basically all we're trying to do is verify what we see on film uh, and kind of going from there. So yeah. that that's more what it is than anything else is a stamp of approval, or at least not a, a red mark against somebody. Now, the one thing, uh, again, speaking from, from a coach's perspective, just leave the music off, you know, I, I just all together, you know, the, there's more of a chance of, of an F bomb being dropped or something along those standpoints than anything that I want to listen to when trying to evaluate a kid. So in general, you know, my, my computer is always on mute watching this stuff anyways. So, you know, just we're here to see what you put on tape, what the kid puts on tape, not, not anything else, flash or glamor, whatever. So that being the most important thing, put that on tape. And again, to, to your point, whether it's a quarterback and a throwing session or receivers with, you know, uh, uh, doing some cone drills and catching some routes or offensive line, defensive line, you know, working the, working the bags or footwork stuff or whatever, I do think that's extremely beneficial just to see, you know, progress. Cause you know, there, there might be a kid that uh, let's say I really liked his junior film, but I had a question about his arm strength and then he posts a video um, you know, let's say right now, middle of, or towards the end of April where he's just slinging the rock all over the place and looks about 10, 15 pounds heavier than what I thought he was on tape. That's only going to benefit him and, and, and build on it from that standpoint. Now, again, recruiting being a tool, or I'm sorry, social media being a tool that can help you or hurt you. If a kid's not working and this is his first time in the gym in four months and wants to put it on social media just to say he's doing something, that's probably not going to be your best foot forward. That's probably going to end up hurting you as a result. You know, I, again, I, I, uh, the way social media has kind of changed the landscape is a lot more of it has become about, you know, the flash or glamour, this and that, look at me now type stuff. But what's truly important is still the substance, what you put on tape versus how you put it out there or whatever the case may be. I was going to say you made a good point uh, talking about, you know, the huddle videos and everyone having music or, or whatever. And I know sometimes we would turn on a tape and try to watch it as a staff. And uh, it would take like a minute until the video, you know, until plays even started because you'd have different pictures and things like that. If you're, if you're a college coach and you're, you know, you hopped on on huddle, and you want to see the kids highlight tape, how would you like it to present itself? How, how should it look? Uh, yeah. And so I think, you know, to your point, I think one slide that kind of says um, Zach Lujan quarterback, uh, South Dakota state university and a, and a phone number on there is awesome. One slide to do that. You know, if, if your stats are particularly impressive, maybe a follow-up stat that says, or a slide that says that. But then get right into the film. You know, don't. There's no need to. Uh, what we're seeing a lot now, kids are like slowing stuff down, slow motion, and all that kind of stuff. It just makes it harder to watch. You know, uh, I do think every position, really, except quarterback, is important to highlight yourself before the play starts. You know, not during the play, not after something happened, whatever it is, before the play starts. And then as a very, a very base tool, you know, speaking, I guess, kind of all positions. 
uh, playmaking is the most important thing and applying it to your position specific from there, then athleticism and physicality and, and, you know, kind of putting those on tape uh, is, is extremely important, you know, and uh, uh, along those lines, you know, physicality means finishing a block, not necessarily a blindside crackback block where you got flagged or something. So uh, again, I think it can be a great tool and a great resource for kids uh, and, and everybody really just making sure we do it the right way. Well, now I'm all fired up because I'm having all these visions of like how we can do like a pro day at West High School and like and film things. So obviously physicality um, and playmaking are going to be like huddle film things, but we're talking athleticism. Um, and I know I keep talking about it because I'm fascinated and this is all, I'm just curious. Uh, if you were to get shots, uh, let's say, let's talk quarterback play because we like quarterbacks here on the show. Um, what are some of the things you would want to see from a quarterback when it comes to athleticism and arm strength, is there certain types of uh, uh, drop back steps uh, under center bootleg? What type of things would you evaluate if you, if you got a highlight of a pro day come across your desk? Good question. Um, you know, specifically looking at what I guess I evaluate or we evaluate on, till, on tape uh, playmaking. And again, that can come in very different different categories, you know, I'll say, uh, you know, Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes to Russell Wilson, all very different in that realm, all make plays in their own world. Uh, and specific about, you know, a workout type tape, you know, we want to see accuracy, uh, arm talent, and then quick release uh, in terms of the throwing motion, the throwing mechanics part of things. And then the athleticism part of things, you know, we don't do much under center. So I think that uh, you know, doesn't really do, uh, do much for us, but I do like seeing kids obviously take a drop, be able to throw on their plant instead of having to hitch in anything or reset everything. Cause that shows a lot of uh, athleticism and balance in and of itself. Uh, and then some stuff just, just moving around, you know, some naked, some bootlegs, anything like that. And what I think is important too, is, you know, you want the kid to feel comfortable with it. So uh, as much as their system, you know, you can kind of a- apply over the better. Now, if a kid has never taken a drop in his life, well, that might be something he needs to work before putting that out. Uh, so he has some type of understanding and kind of going from there. But, you know, we, we get it all the time. You know, I, I love uh, a kid kind of going through a route tree and then doing some nakeds, doing some movement stuff, you know, both to his left and right, uh, you know, seeing how he throws on the run, seeing how he throws on the move, seeing how he moves. Um, and, and then selfishly, or not selfishly, I guess specifically, with what we do, we do a lot of stuff with the quarterback run game. You know, I, I like seeing some pro agility. I like seeing some bag drills. I like seeing some uh, stuff with him lined out at receiver, you know, just, just seeing how they move and how well that can translate to what we do. So I, I guess those would kind of be the big things, you know, that we're looking for there. Um, you know, I, uh, you, you asked specifically about clips and social media. If you're out playing basketball with your buddies or whatever, and, you know, you get a 180 dunk or something, throw that up. <laughs> that shows athleticism, that shows movement, that shows playmaking in a different realm. Uh, but there is some carryover from that standpoint, because not a lot of people on God's green earth are just, you know, going to walk out there and do that uh, <laughs> today. Unless you're at the mini hoops at Inlet View, and then maybe, maybe we'll have a few Tim Davis 180 windmill done. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. well, that's what I, I said, that's what we used to go and play. Uh, on, on the mini hoops, I'm expecting a 360 at least. Come on now. <laughs> I wanted to ask you also, we're talking about social media and you know how it can be used as a tool. 
Um, how can coaches up here in Alaska, how can, how can they use social media to, to learn and to also their student athletes get recruited? Uh, That's a really good question. Uh, I I think the first step of that is obviously them having a social media page or, or a high school football page or whatever it is, and then being relatively active with it, you know, um, tweeting out the kids highlights, uh, 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 saying, you know, simply six to 180 pound wide receiver, great ball skills and athleticism, and then posting it, you know, that, that, that says something coming from a coach versus, you know, every kid in the country who's six to 180 pounds is going to say they have great athleticism and, and ball skills, you know? So, uh, th- that part of things does carry some weight. And then too, really, I think probably more importantly, uh, cause they're never going to have the social media, uh, not never, I guess, but, uh, very rarely will a coach have the social media wherewithal as the kid does, um, just make sure the kid's doing things the right way, you know, um, and not saying you need to babysit them, not saying anything like that, but just understand all we see is what they put on social media. He might be the best kid in the world. Uh, and you might stand on the table, pound the table for him saying we're, we're idiots for not offering him. But again, if he's putting stuff out there that doesn't portray the kid that you say he is to us, well, then something's not adding up and we're probably just going to try to find somebody who does. Don't say anything that can be taken negatively. And I'm not saying you need to be like a, a positive fairy or anything like that, you know, sprinkling pixie dust all over, of happiness all over the place. But that's my job. <laughs> exactly. Uh, coaches do. Yeah, yeah. But just put like, don't put any verbiage on there. Just say, uh, good work last night. Put the video out. That's it. <laughs> I think I mentioned that, you know, I, we see this all the time. Kids put stuff out just to say they're working or whatever. And, you know, it's, it hurts them. Yeah. So coaches, how can they utilize social media as a tool to like educate themselves or learn, um, whether it be, you know, through YouTube or, or whatever, is there anything you'd recommend or, um, you know, just to stay relative, I guess, but, uh, is there anything you'd recommend for that? Yeah, I know there's a lot of great resources out there, whether it's, you know, the AFCA or Exos labs or whatever. Um, what I've seen a lot and actually what I partaked in a, a few times over quarantine was, you know, a few coaches would tweet out, um, you know, Hey, I want to get on the, uh, uh, whiteboard and talk some X's and O's on a zoom call. Uh, let me know who's interested. And then seeing some of those roundtable conversations is, is pretty cool. You know, you might be reaching out or communicating to a kid in, uh, or uh, excuse me, a coach in Rhode Island, you know, who, who just happened to cross your tweet or whatever it may be and kind of going from there. Uh, and then the other thing I'd say is, you know, don't be afraid to reach out, whether it's, you know, obviously to myself or, or, or anybody in the profession, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, all of us want to see everybody, uh, the, the game succeed at the end of the day. And how do we do that? Well, we raise the level of not just each other, uh, but the entire, and uh, entire football world, whether that's, you know, teaching one another, whether that's, uh, finding something else out to how to help our kids be better and be more successful. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not being afraid to reach out in a lot of ways, because I do think there's genuinely a lot of people out there who want to help out. Killer. I, I love the reach out part because, um, I know that I've discovered the ability to interact with people across the nation, um, because of COVID we've all forced to at least know how to open a zoom link. And so I think that's, I think that's pretty cool that we're, we're at that point. We're wrapping up on time. Um, Connor, any final questions, thoughts, what you got over there? I just thanks for taking the time out of, you know, busy playoff mode for you, you know, the number one seed 
in the playoffs there and uh first team all conference quarterback you got there too so hats off to you coach Luhan, tearing it up man so uh no again man thank you for coming on i love you and i appreciate you and uh go jackrabbits awesome well you couldn't hey. have said it any better go jacks thanks guys for having me and we're back that was really good that was functionally good that was fun it's good to see an old friend uh old competitor you know i think the thing that stuck out to me was like social media being like the first impression like camps are the deal right you got to go to meet these people you got to get on campus you want to go to camps but social media is the first impression and and those first impressions sometimes can be can be ruined by yeah a like inappropriately placed or, or whatever no absolutely like i said i think zach hit it on hit the nail on the head there when he kind of was running, you know, taking all my questions for me because he just kept hitting all of them. But uh, the likes and the retweets, you know, he said it's from a coach, you know, they, they said that's their first impression of you. And so they, they hop on your page and, you know, if they don't see your name and you know, your position and your huddle link right away and they got to do a little digging, you know, and they click, they scroll down a little bit and then, you know, they, they see something you retweeted that, you know, has profanity or, or something, you know, not representing that university. Um, and then the same goes for likes, you know, likes can be so easy. Uh, to see something that you know may, may mean nothing and it's just funny to you but it gives off that message of you know maybe that kid's into that so um, I thought that was a really big um, and important thing that and I'm glad he pointed that out because I think that a lot of guys don't realize that I think from a performance standpoint the idea of putting things on your Twitter feed that highlight what you can do and just confirm what you already have put on film on huddle I think is a really important thing to do. If you can do the dunk, do the dunk, put that on there. Um, but make sure that, you know, they, man, man, heaven forbid you're a snowboarder, you know, throw down a, 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 put a 540 off kitchen cat track or something like that, you know, like w- whatever it happens to be. Um, I think that confirmation of athleticism is something that social media, yeah. that's what I got from Zach tonight. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I thought the other big thing that he pointed out too is, you know, how to, how to present your huddle film. You know, like I said, keep it simple, um, you know, just list, you know, your, your, the important things, a number, position. And like you said, don't, don't worry about music. Uh, have your best, most athletic plays first, um, all that kind of stuff, because that can be huge. And if you, if you said, if it takes a whole minute for your videos to, to, to get going, I mean, I've worked with coaches, they just stop watching. They ain't going to put in the, the, they don't got time to sit there and do that. So I think that was really good too as well. Awesome, dude. What a great episode. Great way to start off the coaches convention. Great way to have an episode of the backups. Two things happening at once. I love it. Um, And if you're not part of the Association of Alaska Football Coaches, or maybe you just live somewhere outside of Alaska, uh, it's 25 bucks. Go to the website, www.akfootballcoaches.org. You can register. You'll get content from the entire clinic. Uh, It'll all be archived there. You can check it all out. So uh, we, uh, we really encourage you guys to get over to that. Uh, we have some really good speakers lined up. Uh, Brian Hamilton yep. from Texas State, uh, tight ends. Uh, Phil Vihill from Stephen F. Austin University, um, and a host of others. So uh, definitely check those guys out. It's going to be a great conference and clinic upcoming. It's happening now, technically. Virtual Thursday. <laughs> anyway, we're, we are the back ups. Two words. I'm Timbo B. Davis. I coach football, and he is... Connor B. Beckley and I coach football. Have a great night, everybody. Peace.